What is up, everybody? It's your pal Signutron here, and while I'm going to continue doing the Revolution Radio episodes, um, I am also going to start sprinkling in the normal episodes of, you know, like artist interviews and just the weird episodes. Um, so, yeah, this uh, episode I have a special guest, Wizard of Barge, and it's so cool to sit down and the first conversation you have with someone realize that they do like really what you thought was really weird and strange things that you know there's no way that anyone else could possibly do or think that way and then you find out that there are people that do and think those things as well and i think (laughs) it was a really uh fun aspect of our conversation thanks tupac for just totally trashing this audio we're not going back no regrets uh so Hope you guys enjoy this episode of, or wait, uh, it's been so long since I've done a normal episode. I, I'm Sig Neutron, and this is... So I'm here with the none other than the Wizard of Barge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think hey, some like up, hey, I think some like police sirens went through and like added to the ambiance right when you were like oh. the chaos sounds that was awesome yeah yeah I should also mention I'm I'm in my studio in downtown LA so sometimes random street noises will creep in hopefully we won't get too many of those all good it was perfectly but, timed <laughs> yeah, yeah totally they had my back it's actually just my friend out there he stole a cop car. <laughs> So man, uh, I I I gotta say I love your work. Um, I think we may I may have like stopped by and said hi to you or something at Designer Con possibly. Um, I don't think so. I I gotta tell. I was gonna tell you this over uh, DM when you first messaged me, but um, you were like one of the first artists I started following, like pre social media for me like i think i found you on deviantart oh really and, uh i was like holy shit this guy's making awesome shit i remember like your uh him from powerpuff girls oh, yeah. sculpture and i was like holy shit and you were the reason that i made my first i was super late to get a, a smartphone so even like when my instagram account if you go all the way back i didn't even have a smartphone for a lot of that i was just like would borrow a friend's, take a picture of my art, post it. But when I finally got one, uh, I made a Twitter account so that I could vote for you on Face Off. Oh, you dude. were one of the only like sculpture artists that I knew, and I was like, this guy's shit is fucking awesome. Oh man, so, that's uh, awesome. I definitely would remember because I, I, it was so weird when you messaged me, and I was like, holy shit, how have I, I lost track of your work at some point? I guess just from, you know, you don't think of like all the people you want to follow once you finally get a smartphone super late but uh, yeah i was like holy shit it's full circle dude it, it <laughs> oh man that's, so man, that's uh, awesome. yeah i'm super stoked well thank you so much for uh the support man that, that's really yeah. i really appreciate it <laughs> yeah so uh okay well first of all i want to because i love uh barge and i mean well it's i have a love-hate relationship with it i mean it is an amazing adhesive but is is yeah. that where the wizard of barge is that where where's that come from so the name's really strange. Uh, so one of my like biggest influences in life, 
you know, the tunnels of life that I went down with skateboarding uh-huh. and kind of one of my old skate groups, we would just say, use the term like barge, like, oh, just barge it. If it was like, I don't know if I could do this or like, I'm kind of like getting psyched out by trying this trick or whatever. And we're like, just barge it, which is basically like, fuck it, go for it. Kind of like, you know, barge in there and just do it. And then, uh, so we just ended up using that for everything. And then when I made an Instagram, I was making art and stuff, but I just hadn't put it online. And I used to sign just my name, Dakota Cates, on all my paintings. And then when I started posting things online, uh, well, I, I made an Instagram just for personal reasons. And then I was like, oh, Wizard of Barge. I like wizards and fantasy shit. And this barge thing is just a kind of follows me. And uh, slowly it just stuck and I never thought to change it. And now it's just naturally, now I'm the wizard of barge. (laughs) I dig it. Do you actually, do you even use the adhesive barge at all? I don't. Oh. And I'm kind of scared of boats. So I haven't been on like a boat barge either. (laughs) That's good. I I like that. Just like barge and in there. Yeah. I didn't even think of it used in that term because I use it like so often as a a chemical adherent. Uh, I should use that for because I sometimes will do like puppets and stuff. Oh, it's great, man! Like it's like to contact cement. You just put it on both sides and then dry it and then stick it together, and it is like stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But it's like super toxic. But um, so uh, yeah. So with most interviews that I do with artists and awesome weird people, uh, I like to start at the beginning of like what you were like as a kid because I think that there's. I think there's some kind of magic there that we're all like somehow we're tapped into this like weird universal like imagination land as yeah. kids and then reality yeah. just sort of like beats it out of us. <laughs> so oh, cool. Dude, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So uh, so what were you like as a kid? Man, I had a couple stages as a kid that were like very different. So my my earliest version in my I I compartmentalize it in my head of like here's this chapter and here's this chapter Um, I feel like originally my dad is in this like 80s rock band hair metal uh, like kind of twisted sister-ish band and I'm going to shows with him a lot so I'm instantly like oh this cool like rock and roll stuff and my mom's kind of like hippie-ish and so I kind of already grew up with like pretty it was there was creativity around me and uh i was really excited about just kind of like weird colorful stuff and then as i got older i got into skateboarding and uh and then my parents had this weird shift where they got where like maybe life hit and they had to turn the creativity off or something happened to where they got more kind of uh rigid and less you know my dad stopped playing as many shows my mom got a government job and then my it was it was kind of weird and quickly in my childhood and i think it was also uh they were like having trouble in their marriage and stuff so then that goes into the next phase where i'm like home life is kind of weird and i'm like okay well i need to find some kind of like outlet which was skateboarding And so I would just go out and uh, kind of that's all I did for years. And which is really how I found artwork too. some of my first artists were people who did artwork on skateboards. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they probably just skaters that do that for fun. And then 
later found out that that's what they do for a living. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely super kind of like anarchic, misguided, kind of just like angry kid. Like, I, I feel like when I look at my childhood as a whole, I'm like, dude, that was just like a confused ball of like mush and anxiety and all these weird feelings that I like couldn't define or figure out. And, uh, I really didn't figure that stuff out. I mean, I'm still figuring it out, probably always will be, but, um, like super weird and depressed kid and, uh, would always like, cause I, I dressed weird and I'm, I'm from Texas. I just moved out here. I'm from like a really small town outside of Houston where like those kind of being weird, having colored hair, wearing like I would wear girls pants and, and clothes and stuff like that. Cause some of my favorite skateboarders would. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's not normal out there. So I think I'm like, this shit's cool, but like nobody in my bubble sees what I see, you know? Yeah. And so I think that kind of forces you to either like it either beats it out of you or it like, pushes the kind of anti-authoritarianism in you where you're like, no, I'm just going to do it even harder. Like, fuck you. Yep. And so I would kind of just like stir things up in a destructive, you know, punk rock way where now I, I still have those same energies, but I'm like, now I want to channel them into like creating and positivity, like stuff like that, you know? Uh -huh. And uh, so definitely had a, had a kind of, rough start but skateboarding was huge in that and then later on going to shows and stuff and really once i graduated high school like i i always drew and stuff but never knew that it was a path that i could take mm -hmm. and when i graduated high school it really hit me on like oh dude like i don't have any great skills i'm not going to become a professional skateboarder like he <laughs> starts to hit and i'm like fuck dude i'm like watching my parents work jobs that i can tell they're not stoked about and i was like i can't do that like i don't know i don't know what i can do but i can't do that and i was getting in trouble with the cops a lot and dealing with like court stuff mm -hmm. i was like fuck dude i gotta figure something out and um that was really when i was like okay well this art is all that I have that is the, the midway point between like my creative dreams and the practical real world where I'm like, I need to be able to balance both of these because I won't survive in the real world just because of how my brain is where, you know, like mm -hmm. I won't be able to survive in just like a nine to five regular thing. I'll go crazy. And then I can't go full over here cause I have to be able to live in a society, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, then I, I just, once I kind of made a switch on like, okay, I'm going all in on making artwork, it started to like click together and, and worked out. Um, the earliest stuff, let me know if I'm rambling too no, much. No, you're fine. Yeah, go for it. I'm going off. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I got to go out to Houston, which was like an hour and a half drive, because that's where, you know, there's art shows there and there's artists there. In my little town, there's like, if you talk to, you know, if you just stop someone, you're like, hey, look, you want to see some artwork? They're like, oh, no, I just I just bought some at Target. You know, it's like <laughs> framed like that's artwork in the town. And uh, so I would go out to Houston 
and I would just make these prints of these like really shitty uh, watercolor drawings I would do. And I would just like go to places where I thought people who liked art would be like, so shows and like some diners and stuff like that that were cool. And then I found this gallery and they were having an art show and like anybody could submit. And so I was like, oh sick, I'm gonna submit my artwork and to get in this gallery. And I didn't get in and I was like super crushed because my stuff was really weird. And uh, they were more just like a pop culture kind of gallery. And so I was like, oh, whatever, I'll do some pop culture stuff and I'll bring it up there in person. I'll go to the show anyway, just because I want to see the art show. And I was like desperate to connect with other artists. Like I didn't have artist friends, mm -hmm. and uh, which I think is a huge thing. I think you start to feel kind of crazy if like nobody around you is reflecting back like, you know, these weird feelings and ideas that you're having. Absolutely. And so I went out there with a ton of prints and in hindsight, I would not tell anyone to do this, but <laughs> and I, I sat on the, the curb in front of the, the gallery and I started selling these prints for $5 a piece. Nice. And I also, in the time, I don't realize like, oh, hey, dude, that's like an asshole. Move. Like, don't do that. You know? <laughs> and uh, I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm desperate. I'm trying to like do this. And I'm doing it for a while, selling a lot of prints because it's like five bucks and they probably think that I'm part of the art show. Uh -huh. And uh, the gallery owner comes out and is like, hey, man, you can't uh, be like selling prints out here. We have an art show going on inside. And I was like, oh, I tried to get in the art show, but I never got an email back or anything. And he was like, OK, well, um, we have another art show going on in a couple months. You're in. You don't even have to do anything. And I'm like, what? Sick. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, dude, I'm in. And in my brain, um, for my first art show, I imagine that it's like on my bucket list of like life goals to be in an art show. Uh -huh. And I'm I'm thinking, OK, so you get in an art show and then like some collector sees your stuff and then they buy it and then you get in a magazine and then, you know, you go buy a, a Pegasus. You, know, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the first step. And uh, and then I did that next art show. I like put everything I had into the painting. And then I went there and it ended up being like a rainy night or something. And just nobody showed up. It was like oh, man. people. And I'm there like by my painting, like, oh, my God, like, I'm so I'm so excited. When's the crowd coming? And it was just like defeat. Oh, man. I still had like I still had my art show. I was in an art show. Uh -huh. And um, so I just stayed in contact with this gallery and became friends with them. They gave me some great advice. And uh, I met a lot of other artists through there. And this slowly as I'm like 19 and 20 up to, I think, 21, I was just like trying to be in every art show of this one gallery in Houston that was doing kind of weirder stuff. And would my stuff would fit in there. Mm -hmm. And um, at the same time, posting on social media, that's probably right when I started to get like realize, OK, I put stuff online. There's a way bigger, you know, way more people are going to see it and people that like your stuff that might not live in this, you know, in Houston or whatever. And so I think between juggling that, um, I started to meet a lot of people and they would 
so many awesome people that would like give me advice and I I would reach out to everybody like I and I had no business doing half of this stuff because my art was terrible at the time but you know I'd reach out to like my favorite comic makers and be like can I make you a comic and like Cartoon Network I'm like I got this this idea <laughs> like just sending stuff out everywhere and I'm like I, I gotta figure this out I gotta make this work and um then slowly online it, it just started to like work out and more people started to see my stuff and that's kind of when I realized like okay well it doesn't have to be in person and maybe these I, I had this I think kind of like old school mindset where it's like oh you you do these art shows and then you make a few painting you work all year on a painting and then you have an art show and then it's like you that's all you you just do that and you're good yeah and uh I slowly realized like okay well this is gonna take more like it, it you never arrive really it's like okay you just have to keep doing it like yeah, I had my art show, so I knocked that off the bucket list, but it didn't do it didn't change anything. It was just like a cool personal thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, do that. And then I would get another thing that would be like for at the time I'm like, that's a big break, but it didn't change anything. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you slowly start to realize like okay, I'm going to go from failure to failure to failure to like pretty cool, mildly success back to failure and it's like okay, well, it's not about the success parts and it's just about being stoked through the whole thing, you know, and being able to bounce from one to the next, to the next, to the next and enjoying the journey instead of like marking off those bucket list things, you know? Yeah, man. I, I'm laughing because like it's so, it just rings so true to me. Like so many yeah. times I was like, this is the thing, man. It's going to be easy street after this, yeah. baby. And then it's just like, like nothing and you're just like yeah. oh man like to build yourself up that much and get so stoked and think like yeah all right here it is and then it's like nope and then it's like repeated and repeated it's, yeah it's a it's hilarious in hindsight it's like a charlie brown comic where or it's like <laughs> it's just so like like funny but sad and you're like oh, i'm doing this thing but it, it's also a reminder to not put so much importance on on things you know and just be stoked to be doing whatever you're doing mm -hmm. um at any point in time i think yeah that was a but, big lesson that uh, i've recently learned uh interestingly enough it was like spirituality that kind of taught me that and it was like yeah. you know yeah it's it's literally you have to enjoy the journey uh because you know the destination is like it's just that it's the destination there's nowhere to go from there you know so yeah I also had a, um, I, I think this goes along with everything, not just artwork, but I also realized um, at s some point after I was finding a little bit of success with my art and I, I was like, okay, I'm going to change my job to be closer to an art job. I was like, I'm slowly going to move my life to being as art-based as it can be. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I contacted all these different people where I could still be having a hourly job, but it's closer to that. And I got hired at this uh, screen printing shop. And I was like, that's really cool. I get to deal with other people's art and I get to learn this process. And it, it's all, it's all going to be learning. And I'm going to, by the time I leave there, I'll know how to print my own shirts. That was kind of the, the goal in mind. And 
while I was working there, I started listening to podcasts and reading books and stuff and like kind of learning. I, I've always been as a kid against spirituality and stuff just because how it was pushed on me like my parents were Christian and I was just like no I don't want any to do with that and then skateboarding and punk rock I always got the like like fuck hippies like I had all this stuff in my head that I didn't really have any reality based around but I just I thought these things you know and then as I started to like read stuff um, and listen to other people's experiences I was like, okay, I started breaking down all these different things. Why do I think this? Okay, well, that's not helping me in this art journey, so let me get rid of that. I started learning that I can tweak my brain and how I think about things and then even, like, push that to a more art-based. The same thing I was doing with my job where I'm like, I'm just going to slowly cut out all this stuff that doesn't – it's not pushing me forward towards the end goal. It's just continuing and I'm going to do that. I did the same thing with my brain where I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this stuff and try to learn this stuff. And I, I realized that becoming a, what to me was becoming a better person and knowing myself better and like figuring out my brain and my traumas and all of those things seemed like they had as much to do with me starting to find success as the practical things of like, making art every day and, and putting things out there and reaching out to people, it seemed like they s- slowly became like one thing. It's like, okay, well, one has to get better for the other to get better and they work in sync and it's not two separate things. And I, I've still on that, uh, I don't think that journey ever ends, but I'm really stoked that I feel like at least I know like, okay, if I, if I don't know something or if I fuck up, or I get stuck, I know that I can learn my way out of it and and kind of grow from that. And that took a long time. I ended up moving, I left Houston and moved to Austin because I thought Austin was a more artsy city. Mm-hmm. So there's, oh, there's gonna be more artists, more opportunities. And uh, I moved there with people that I had never met, that I was just, I just got a good deal on a room and it ended up being like the most miserable experience ever. Like just they were partying all night, every night. Uh, uh, and like stuff was getting stolen from my room while oh, I'm like, no. and all these terrible things. But at the same time, I'm doing, uh, I'm going out every week and I'm hiding art in the city. And it was like free art Friday was the thing. Nice. And uh, a lot of people found me through that. I think that's what like my original first like internet kind of following came from of like, Oh, I just found this cool stuff. And, uh, that really helped me out. And I, but, Oh, this was the point. Sorry. I'm bouncing all over. The no, you're fine, man. Uh, moving to Austin and being put in that really shitty situation with, you know, the people that I was living with was the catalyst of me searching for, you know, books and podcasts and other things to like learn from. Cause I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't just like take from the people around me. If the people around me are not doing the things that I want to be doing or like, you know, it, I don't want to absorb things from these people at this point in their life right now, you know, cause like mm-hmm. I'm not going to get anything good from, <laughs> from what's around me right now. So I need to look externally. And so I'd just be like in my room alone 
just reading all this shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm absorbing all this stuff. And I go downstairs and I'm like, fuck, it's chaos down here. <laughs> and then I'd go back upstairs to my room and I would just do that. And I think at the time it was like a miserable experience, but now I'm so glad it was kind of like being in, uh, just being in, in the wizard's tower and just, I'm like reading these tomes and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sharpening my wand. I don't know if wands need to be sharp or not, but <laughs> my wand i'm like learning all these spells i'm like i'm gonna use these later it sucks that i have to be in here right now but it's it, i know it's for the greater good yeah and it was a now that i look back i'm i'm stoked on that experience yeah dude that's dude I, it's so awesome i i knew we were gonna have a good conversation i just like i don't know man like it's i so i will we'll get into the topic more but it's like for me like uh i've dove into the spirituality, quantum physics, alchemy, uh, all of these different theologies and, and methodologies and different ways to think about your brain. And like you, you, you called it, man. It's, it's all about like editing what your operating system, basically. You know, you're this point yeah. of awareness that operates based on certain beliefs. And a lot of the times we just internalize beliefs that other people have told us, you know, without ever okay. experimenting for ourselves. So I'm I'm curious. Are you familiar with alchemy at all? Uh, I'm the loosest ever. Like I don't know. I I'm aware that it exists basically. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't know any of the like insides Dude, of it's, it. It's crazy because like basically like you described the process of alchemy of like it's all about uh, each phase is like extracting the prima materia like the good parts and shedding yeah. the what you don't need and taking that okay. good stuff to the next uh, phase and then shedding all the stuff that you don't need from that phase and then keep going until you have like the prima materia they call it which is like the core essence and it's like it's see it's like that's what uh that's how spirit started to teach me spirituality is because I was like already doing these things like uh, intuitively uh, and, yeah. you know, and just, just how you laid out that systems. Like that is an actual like classical, like tried and true, like old myth methodology of alchemy. And you just yeah. like basically like said that it worked for you and you didn't even know what it was. So it's like when I started yeah. seeing like correlations between how I was doing things already and then how like all of these ancient things and I was like, oh shit, like there's something to this stuff, man. Definitely. I can, that's awesome, man. I've also, I will say I've never played, uh, I've played one game really in my life. And that was World of Warcraft, and I was an alchemist. Nice. I don't know if there's anything to that, but dude, it's undead all connected, mage. man. <laughs> Somebody come at me. I don't have my account anymore, but hey, we're out here making potions. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I, I knew there was some stuff happening, and I, I think that's even like before I started reading these books. I I thought that I knew these things, but I hadn't heard anyone articulate them yet. And so I would hear these things in the books, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is what I'm thinking, but I've never heard another person say these ideas yep. and I've never been able to connect. And it was the weirdest, like it was, it felt like I had been lost in the forest for so long. And finally I like see somebody and it's like, I see all these people, but they don't see me. And then I see somebody and they like, look at me and they're like, what's up dude. And I'm like, Oh my God, you saw me. And so I'm like, finally there's this connection. Oh. And, uh, once I found that, I slowly started to just like dive into all this stuff. And, and really, I think a big step into it 
which a lot of people maybe don't even know that you can do is like, you can just look shit up. And, you know, if you're curious about stuff, <laughs> I for some reason was like, why didn't I start doing this earlier? Like, <laughs> Dude, you can just I, look up anything and learn about it. I had that like, the <laughs> yeah, last year I had this. So I basically like, I I spent like seven, seven or nine years as an alcoholic, basically. And okay. uh, last year was I... I overcame my alcoholism and found spirituality, oh, yeah. which seems it's weird. It seems like a lot of people do that, but like, uh, you know, the way that I, it's irreverentism, like I don't subscribe to any sort of religion or religious dogma. Um, I, you know, I'm all about seeking the answers for yourself and having illumined faith, which is doing your research and doing and looking into stuff. And like, once I started like learning about quantum physics and all this stuff, and then seeing how, like how it all ties together, I was like, oh my God, like, I love learning. How could I not like, why, why haven't I been learning my entire life? You know, it's like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So what kind yeah, of, uh, I, I what kind of things were you reading? Like when you were, uh, that was really resonating with you. Okay, so the first things, uh, what got me into it was um, listening to a podcast with an artist. Mm -hmm. And it was my the first podcast I'd ever listened to. I didn't even know what they were. And it was this artist who I really liked his stuff. I follow he made he was a comic maker on Tumblr. And, uh, and I was listening to him and he was like, Yeah, I just I draw these things. I stay up all night. And I draw these things. I took some terrible advice from him. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that he's giving terrible advice, but but it, it he was like, oh yeah, I chew on garlic, like raw garlic, <laughs> and it tricks your brain into like thinking that you don't need sleep. And so I would do wow. that, and I would just draw for like 15 hours. I would oh, just not gosh. sleep and chew on garlic. I don't even know if it's true <laughs> or not, but I'm sure he did not, when he said that, he did not think like, oh, well, somebody's going to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> totally based their life around this garlic trick for like two months. But uh, anyway, I heard this this interview with an artist, a working artist, and I'm like, oh my God, I could hear into their life. And then was like, I wonder if other people have done these podcast things. And I started, I would just search somebody's name who I liked and then podcast or interview and try to learn any like secrets or tips or anything and it just reading it made me feel less alone when I didn't have like close artist friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was the beginning. I don't remember the first book that I read, but I'm sure it was just like, you know, one of the artists was like, oh, yeah, I read this book. And I'm like, I'm going to go read all his books. But then I I slowly started getting into um, uh, Joseph Campbell and kind of like some weird mythology stuff. And just because I liked I've always been a fan of like weird fantasy creature, folklore, oh, urban yeah. legend stuff. And so I'm like, okay, well, this guy, apparently he's, he's got all this stuff about mythology around him. I still haven't read everything because it's, it's so hard for me to read and articulate. Like I have to listen to some of it and then stop it and think about what I just read, you know? Oh, I'm yeah, like, wait, what sure. does that even mean? It's dense. But um, yeah, I started reading that stuff and then I found... I do one big turning point was this book, uh, The War of Art hmm. by uh don't know his name, but it's easy to look up. Okay. And and it, it's basically this dude and he's talking about kind of like this thing called resistance, which is basically like, you know, all the parts of you that tell you 
to not do the things you know you're supposed to do. And he's like, you got to, you know, destroy the resistance and, and go after these things. And you have to find your muse. It's like, I started hearing all these words where I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And the way he, he talked about it was almost as if it were like, Oh, cool fantasy, like go and slay this dragon when really you're just like making this cool wizard painting or whatever you know? <laughs> yeah the stuff that i could like i could really relate to because it was put through this like funnel of shit that i liked and it wasn't like you know boring me to death which i think my previous i thought that's what reading books would do mm-hmm. i'm like reading is just like boring but then i started reading and i i knew that okay well there's people that are cool that are taking the boring stuff and they know that there's people like me that can't get through it and they're putting it through their cool filter into like right into my ear holes and now I can absorb it <laughs> and it is like, translated into you know my artistic language yeah and uh, that was a, a big game changer and uh, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest turning points I think is when I was like okay I'm gonna I can I realize now that I can go out there and find information and grow from it mm-hmm. and fix my flaws and even be aware of my flaws. Like I started reading shit that was like, I didn't know I had these, you know, I had more problems after reading than I did before. Cause I, I wasn't aware of it. Uh-huh. You know, I couldn't be like, Holy shit, that's me. I, I can't be that. Okay. I got to fix this shit. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that was a big eye opener. Yeah. Dude. Like, uh, what I've learned is so in my, diving into well i had some crazy like supernatural experience that got me into spirituality uh ranny uh she like we were in new orleans and she started channeling these spirits uh and she basically we she had knowledge of the city that there's no way that she would have so we basically had like ghost tour guides through new orleans yeah and then when they came back she continued to channel and then she was starting to channel these archetypal energies and then they were teaching us all this stuff and they were like showing us the connection between greek mythology and like african mythology and all of these like archetypal energies that run behind the scenes of everything and i'm just like holy shit like nothing has ever made more sense in my life you know and then they're like setting me on this quest of like learning quantum physics and like all this theology so it's like so I like it's crazy because like where I'm at in spirituality is that I know that there is some kind of there are beings or entities on planes above ours and they yeah. they directly like influence events here and we can like hear them in our minds and things usually those are like the voices and it's funny that you brought up the resistance thing because I say that like demons like the demonic energies uh they're they're resistance they're they're important because they're like we work out our our bodies with weights right but do we yeah. think that the weights are evil like no it's like so the 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 mental demons and energies that, that yeah they're they're just they're they're buffing us up they're being resistance because ultimately yeah. the universe wants to succeed and and create and exist um so there is like it's weird, like angels and demons. A demon could be an angel, and an angel could be a demon. It's it's all like all this like crazy weird stuff that we can get into some other time. But <laughs> um. yeah, totally, man. No, I'm right there with you, dude. I, I think everything that in the moment I'm like, this is the worst fucking thing. In hindsight, I'm like, that was that was, you know, the the domino, the shitty domino that ended up taking out this like huge thing that I'm super proud of or excited about or you know hold dear to my heart yeah and i'm like well i never would have knocked that down without this 
first shitty domino, if I wasn't put in this like really sucky time, I would never want to break out of that. And because I broke out of that, I did these other things that I'm super excited about. Like I, I, another big part of, um, which this has all been like in the last few years is I had some like resentment towards my parents, uh, once I got older because they were not really supportive of like me trying to do artwork or anything, which in hindsight, like dude, in that town, the way they grew up, like they, they had no reason to, you know, and just, I was already doing bad shit. I was like, a. I probably would have like self-defined myself as a bad kid at the time. It's like, no, I, I just view myself that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I, but for some reason when I got older and like started getting some success with artwork, I like had this kind of like looming resentment. And then I was like, well, I, I never would have like thought I, I never would have ended up here if they, didn't do the things that they did. So even if they sucked when I was a kid and I'm like, gave me a lot of trauma over certain things. And I'm like, well, if I didn't have that trauma, would I be right here? I'm really happy that I'm right here right now. So I, I gotta be happy about the trauma because if those things didn't happen, I might be like, I might be later miserable in life. It, you know, it could end up so many different ways. So if I'm stoked where I'm at right now, I have to accept that even the shitty things that happened to me, I'm, I'm glad that they happened. You know, I had the exact same, uh, revelation with like my father and stuff too. It's like, uh, we just like kind of rekindled our relationship like last year and stuff. And you know, it was like, he, we never had much of a relationship when I was a kid. And and that was like a huge, like, ah, like a wedge in my heart. But like, I look back on it and it's like, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, you know? And the only reason why I like, I had the like balls and like drive to get out here and do it because I was like, I had all these like dad issues and I was like angry yeah. and you know, it was like, well, I'm going like, to show him. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. it's like, it drove me out here. And so it's like, I realized that, and then I ended up like forgiving him and we've, we've rekindled and we have a great relationship now, but it's like, I realized that he was teaching me everything I needed to know with his absence. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's a weird way to look at it, but it's like, Oh, everything sort of makes sense then, you know? Yeah. You're like, are you, you're either, it, it just really luckily turned out or you're an evil genius and you <laughs> knew that ultimately this would make me happy as a later adult and I, I, my eyes would open and I would thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely had that, that same kind of, uh, growth cycle where now I'm like, Oh, like. You did your best, even though, you know, there were parts that I wish were done differently or better. I get it. And I'm happy. So you did a good job because I'm happy as a person now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think all those things. But those are really hard to face in the beginning. I think a lot of it was, at least for me, was trying to, like, tear down my ego and be like, okay, well, are you just mad? Like, why are you mad? Are they still trying? Are they, you know? Oh, froze. Uh Oh, wait. It's the last thing you said, are they still trying? And then it froze. Oh, oh shit. What was I saying? (laughs) Sorry. 
I got lost. You said um, you were transcending the ego and you were like, are they still trying or? Oh yeah. I, I was like, I was trying to figure out what, what my issue was. I'm like, okay. Cause my mom, we had a not great relationship. I lived with her, my, her and my dad split up. And so I lived with her. She had to deal with me being like, just this like angry street rat kid. And, uh, I, she did the best she could, but then after I, I moved out and we didn't really keep in touch much and it was just kind of like really surface level, like, okay, just kind of to be like, okay, we did our talk for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And she started trying to reach out more and I was still angry, but I was like, okay, well, she's reaching out and I'm angry. So what is it? It's not her right now because it's, you know, she's trying and I'm, I'm the one who's causing the resistance. So what is it in me that's, you know, creating this, this rift? And then I I started realizing, okay, well, maybe I'm stubborn about these things, or I, I don't want to be helped in these ways, because I for some like self righteous reason or whatever, and slowly like breaking down each thing that, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm the problem for this. I'm partly the problem for this, I could fix that, you know, it's stuff like that. I think it's always easier to look, well, it's not easier, but it, it, you'll always end up better if you look at yourself and you're like, okay, even something that looks super external, um, try to find anything that's, that you can control. Cause if you put it on somebody else, then you're, you're kind of just being like, okay, well it's not in my control and you're giving up your, like your control in the situation. You don't want to do that. It's, it's, strategic to point at yourself and be like, okay, there's something fucked up about me. And that's why this situation is happening. And, uh, I started doing that in a lot of areas of my life and my life started getting like way cooler, way quicker. And it was while I was in it, I'm like looking around, I'm like, how the fuck, this is a secret that (laughs) nobody know. Why does nobody do this? Why does nobody know this stuff? Oh my God, dude, you're describing alchemy. Like you're going to look this, you're going to, once we get off this, you're going to look up alchemy and you're going to shit yourself because you're like, you are straight up like no, no doubt an alchemist. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's literally that it is examining yourself, examining the roots of why you are the way you are and looking at the external reasons for everything. And like, you're, it's so refreshing to like, talk with someone who's like so self-aware because like yeah. once I started becoming self-aware, I realized that that a lot of people aren't. And it's like, not a lot of people like have the self-awareness where you could like get that call from, or like, you know, anybody else gets that call from their mom and they're still angry and they'll just be like, nah, fuck it. You know, like I'm angry. And then they'll never even think about why they're angry. And yeah, it's, yeah, totally. I, I also once so once I started figuring this stuff out or, or feeling like I did, um, I tried to like tell a couple of my friends and I'm like, Hey, like listen to these things or read these things. And, uh, I did it the wrong way where I'm like, it, you shouldn't push that on anybody, which I also, that's another thing to learn. Okay. Like, don't do that. Yeah. That's just going to make people, you know, not want to do what you're telling them to do. Uh-huh. I still have issues with that. If someone's like too much, like this is the best fucking movie ever that I already, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why, but I go into it a little bit like, but this isn't the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, well, don't do that to other people because you, you don't like it done to you. Yeah. But I was trying to do that to to my close some of my closest friends, and it like wasn't connecting. And in in, in my long term relationship that I was in at the time, it was like 
seven years and it was like part of my identity. And I'm like figuring these things out or thinking that I was figuring these things out and trying to have my partner trying to explain to do the same things. I'm sure I did a bad job of it, but uh, <laughs> it, it like just wasn't clicking at all. And, you know, it, it was either be a case of like, why well, I, I already know that or like, why do I need to improve on that and stuff like that, which, you know, maybe they're just not at that point or you have to be open to it. You can't push yep. that on people. And uh, that's another thing I've realized. But I, I made a friend who was really open to it. And I, I met this dude who is now my uh, best friend and roommate. And I actually share the studio with him. But um, he was just a tattoo artist outside of Houston as well. And he was like in a totally different field than I was, totally different art style. But he was like one of the only art buddies I had. And I was like, dude, like check this thing out. And he was open to it. He was like, this is awesome. And I'm like, what? You think it's awesome? So it's kind of another thing where it's like, oh, okay, here's a person who who's on the same like wavelength that I am at the same time. I luckily found this, you know, this person. And then we both just like bounced this shit back and forth like crazy like a, a electric ping pong game and uh <laughs> and, and started figuring this stuff out and it was super nice to have somebody else that would listen to it with me or like that i could get ideas out because it's hard to do it by yourself when you're like am i full of shit for this like you it, it's good to have another voice that you can trust and someone who knows you mm-hmm. and who knows the kind of things you're going through so that they can call you out on your shit. And then you have to be, you have to trust them enough to be like, okay, this is my friend. So if they're telling me that I'm wrong in this situation, I need to trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's, it's really easy to be like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying, you know, if you're denying that to someone that loves you, then it's like, well, you should trust them. You know, they're, they're not going to do that to harm you. So they're telling you something that you should listen to. And uh, so that was really great to find another person that I could share these ideas with. And that was just another like explosion of like new ideas and creativity. And, uh, at the same time, my, I'm still like making new artwork every day and it's, it's working out and I'm like selling, I'm selling artwork on the side of my screen printing job. And I'm having to take a day off every like once a month or something to do like an art show or to do all these packages. I'm like, well, I'm kind of like, some days I'm making some actual money at this stuff. And uh, then I would go back to work and my my boss at uh, my print shop, who still prints all my stuff, um, he's like, dude, whatever you need, like if you need help. It, it was just the coolest time and environment where I, I had kind of everything that was like, okay, this is like the perfect recipe for, you know, to break through to whatever, the next level of, you know, my life story yeah dude yeah it's uh, like and that i went through that too it's like once i started like figuring this stuff out i was like i gotta tell everybody everybody listen this is this is awesome and then everybody's like yeah okay dude like all right man cool i'm glad that's working for you but i'm like but no man like and so it's like yeah it's it's real i swear (laughs) so it's like what i'm learning is that I say that spirituality is practicality. And also I don't I don't really like the term spirituality because it is too loaded with like love and light, kind of like new age 
hippie stuff, which th- yeah. that stuff's cool, but like it bypasses the dark shadow work that we're talking about of the, yeah. you know, sure, love and light is great. And that's like the end goal where you want to be, but you have to like get into the nitty gritty and untangle yourself and figure out why do I feel this way? What is this trauma? Where did it start? You know, and unpack all that stuff. And once you do yeah. that inner work, then your exterior world starts to literally magically fall into place. And yeah, it's, definitely. It's like a, a lot of people don't realize there's a correlation, a direct correlation to your your mental well-being, mental and spiritual well-being versus your life circumstances. Of course. Yeah, dude, 100%. I, I started figuring this stuff out and then it, it almost became like a, a game or like a math equation to solve of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm working on these things. Where's, okay, what's, what's the worst thing about me now? Okay, here it is. How do I fix this? And how do I tweak this? And it and slowly, like, and it, it was really working. Like everything was getting better. And I was also finding more success in art. And I'm like, okay, I should I should drink less th- these days or like whatever. Like, why do I even want to drink? Why do I want to do these things? And figuring everything out. And um, it, it came to a point where I was like, okay, I think I need to get out of this town, I probably just skipped over like seven years, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I was like, I started having these ideas of like, okay, I, I feel like I should go to another creative town. And I was like, I feel like either New York or Portland or Los Angeles, I feel like I know all the, I follow so many artists that work in these places and I see all these things getting made. And, uh, I just looked at groups of people. Like I, I was like, these artists are all friends and they hang out every day. Like we could be part of that. And, um, my ex, she was an artist too, or she is an artist. And, um, but wasn't taking to like some of these ideas the way I was. And I was like, Oh, I'm having all this like crazy shit. Like we could, like, you could figure this stuff out, dude. It's awesome. And, and <laughs> it just wasn't work. I'm sur- sure so much of it was like my approach to trying to get this, stuff across i think it's always better to to be like it's i must have fucked something up there but uh it it just started to like not work and then i the next time i did the thing where i'm like okay what's the what's the thing that's holding back everything or like one of the suckier parts of my life i was like fuck it's this it's this relationship that i super love and it's it's like i've had it forever and i'm attached to it but what do i do to like get out of this, you know, I don't want to like, like hurt anybody or be, it just was a really sucky and shitty situation. And, uh, I finally got out of that. And that was like the biggest low of, I was like, I fucked up. Like, uh, like, why, why, what am I doing? I'm like getting all these ideas and I'm just rushing off to go do all this crazy shit. And like, this is the wrong move. And, um, it ended up like, it was so weird like that happened and I'm like in the biggest depression of my life and at the same time with my like for some reason my art's like exploding online and I'm getting all this stuff and then um some new people come into my life especially this my best friend and he's like dude I want to get out of this town too man like let's do this shit and so we're like okay well let's let's travel together Let's find a place and travel together. I'll set up an art show and we'll, we'll make sure that we can first just travel together 
and we were not going to hate each other before we moved cross country, <laughs> you know? So I, I set up an art show in Denver cause I got this invite from this gallery. They were like, you can come out here. We won't take any money, set up all your stuff. And I'm like, this is amazing. So at the same time, I'm like in the biggest depression, I'm also getting all this great news and it's the weirdest like mental game of tug of war. And I'm like, I'm, I'm excited about this stuff, but like, I feel like I fucked my life up over here and I'm sad that I have to leave this thing. And, uh, I think that was the next like big, okay, everything turns from here. And it had been basically every point after that showed me like that was the right move. Like Mm -hmm. you had to, you had to tear away the super painful thing. It was the right thing to do. Like you knew that, that that was basically like ripping off all your armor and you're like, Oh, now I'm, I'm super vulnerable. But then you're just going back to the armor store and you're like, okay, well it's time to trade this in for some new stuff. I still love that old armor. I'll hang you on the wall, whatever. I don't know if you, if you hang armor on the wall, but, (laughs) but I'm like, okay, but I, you gotta keep going and you gotta keep, you can't stop. I, I don't think you should stop your path of growth for any, really anything. I think you should, doesn't mean you have to quit all the stuff that, you know, you don't have to quit things that are not amazing for you. You can still do things that are bad for you or things that just don't push you in that way. But you have to be really aware of like, okay, I'm not going to let myself fall down this hill or self-sabotage, you know, in this area of my life where I'm not going to try to convince myself or justify that this behavior is a good thing when I know deep down it's not really anytime I'm, I'm find myself trying to justify anything. I'm like, why am I, what am I doing here? Like, why am I trying to make sense of this? Why am I, it's all in my head. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm defensive against my own voice right now. Like, so there's something weird going on there. Yeah. So what do I do to, I shouldn't, be defensive with myself. So I, you just got to call yourself on the bullshit mm-hmm. and, uh, and really do the hard work. And some of it has been like, you know, getting rid of old friendships or not even getting rid of, but just like, okay, I'm going to have to slowly, you know, wean myself off of being with this person all the time. If like, Oh, I only drink with this dude. And that's all we do in it. Our relationship is based around this one activity. Yeah. Okay, let me try to, to make it based around something else. But if it just doesn't work, you got to limit, you know, slowly get away from that. Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing with my old town, too, because all of my skateboarder friends were, like, not doing well. They were getting super into partying or some were getting into drugs some of them were like in prison for a long time. I'm like, dude, this is not good, you know? Yeah. And uh, the people that you're around is a big deal. And even if you have your own thoughts and you're like, no, I think this, and I just, I really like being around these people, it's slowly going to like wear down on you, even subconsciously. And I think it's a huge deal. And kind of one of the reasons I wanted to come out here and just be in my mind surrounded by creative people and people that are doing creative jobs. It's kind of, it's normal out here where in my town, it's like, you know, that's a, nobody does that. You know, you're like a million over there. Yeah. That's exactly what like 
drew me to LA too. It was like, you know, growing up small town, Indiana, like uh, a lot of people there. I mean, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with like having like a simple life and not wanting much or more or yeah. anything, but it's like, and, and you know, this, like there's something inside of us as like artists that is like, I just have to be, I have to take action to let out whatever is inside of me somehow, you know? Yeah. It's desperation. It's, it's yeah. Weird. It's like, it, it's not a choice. I don't think art is ever a choice for any artist I've ever talked to. They're like, no, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. I would have to be doing this, you know? And yeah. So, I, it, sorry, go on. Oh, I just, when I got out to LA, it was like, that was the most amazing thing. I was like, Oh my God, for the first time in my life, I'm surrounded by people that are like driven to do something, you know, like something big. (laughs) It's super weird. I, I have a friend. Um, I met this guy online and I would talk like I did this before I moved to a ton of artists. I had all these different people that I talked to online because I knew that I have to stay in constant contact with people that are doing the thing I want to be doing or the same things so that I can get, reassurance that I'm doing, I'm on the right path. And, you know, so that I don't fall into the people that were around me in the town. And I met this dude in Chicago who goes by junkyard on Instagram. He's an amazing artist. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to move to LA. And I was like, what? That That's sick, dude. That's, that's fucking awesome. And he came out here and I came out here for designer con a few, a couple of years ago. And just went to his house the first time I met him and he was super cool. And he was like, I'm going to get a studio out here. And I'm like, dude, studio is insane. And then so I go back to Houston and me and my my one Houston artist buddy, I'm like, dude, we should make we'll make a plan to move out there in one year. We'll give ourselves one year to figure our shit out. We're going to like hustle our ass off, save up some money. And by this, we set a date. We're like, by this day, we're going to be moving to Los Angeles, no matter what, we're going to figure it out. And, uh, that year we just like hammered down, like insane. It was like, okay, we're going to do this pro we'd have like weekly meetings on like, okay, we're doing this thing. We're doing this thing. We're doing this. Oh, you have three days. Like we're, you have nothing planned. What can we do with those three days? Let's make a weird video. Let's make even things that weren't like practical, like, okay, well let's make music. Let's make this song. We just have to be making shit. And we have to be working out these muscles that are ultimately going to get us to our goal or at least give us the life that we think we want at the time, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, so we just moved out here in November. Uh, we moved out here on Halloween Day. And uh, is the only, only time I've missed, like, Hall- I'm a huge Halloween fan. Oh, me too. And while I was driving, I'm, like, driving this truck full of, like, all my belongings and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm just listening to Monster Mash. And I'm like, I wish I could be doing something else. But also at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm like going through. I felt like I was uh, going through the the Halloween portal. I'm like, dude, I'm leaving this fucking this town and I'm going into this new world where there's going to be like singing elves and shitting goblins and shit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going there and I get here and right away I get this email from this dude who's like hey i want to i want to give you some art shows and do some stuff out here and it was like whoa it it was just working out like i got these emails and then my friend who had the studio he was like hey another studio just opened up and they have a really good deal on it i'm like could i get a studio in los angeles 
And like, I don't know if I could afford it, but like, I have a, there's no lease and I have enough money to afford two months. I could do two months and see if I can afford another month after that. And, uh, and since we've been here, which weirdly, because our, everybody's world has been turned inside out the last yeah. months. Yeah. And, uh, but like, a, besides that, everything has been like amazing and surviving here has been so much easier than I thought. It. I, I was even telling, we were telling each other, like, we, we know it's going to be hell there, right? Like the first year is going to be just struggling and trying to get anything. We're probably going to be like eating ramen every day and, and just drinking tap water. And then we got here and things just worked out like it was weird, dude. It was like you roll a fucking D20. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, man, but something cool just happened. And it's just worked out super great. And uh, I think none of this would have happened if I didn't start, you know, digging into, you know, books and podcasts and trying to learn things and calling. I could not survive here right now. I never would have even got here if I didn't call myself on my fuck ups, you know, like if I was still going out and fucking up and then being like, Oh, well I, I'm self-employed. I could be out all night, every night and it's fine. And you know, like it, it would be easy to justify a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. if I really wanted to bullshit myself, you know, but I think all of that is the work that you have to do. I mean, some people totally like just hit the lottery and get it perfect. And you know, I, I don't know if that's super healthy for you. Mm-hmm. I think like I think you need to fuck up and go through just tons of failure and getting your ego checked and you know all of these things so that you can really appreciate or be capable of dealing with like okay I have all this responsibility now and. I, I can't fuck this up, but if you don't slowly build the proper lifestyle or mental, you know, Framework. thinking style, yeah, then, then you're not going to be set up to take advantage of that amazing opportunity that you're going to get yourself. Yeah. So I think it's, it's constant work. Yeah. I, you know, I think a lot about it, like, I tried really hard. Uh, you know, I've always been trying really, really hard. Um, but then, you know, I became an alcoholic and I was like, shit, man, if I would have had that big break before, like, you know, I was like currently was an alcoholic, I would have fucked it up, man. I would have fucked it up royally. And it was like, now I see that it's like, Oh, you know, I've, I have been slowly moving forward and stuff. And now I have finally like overcome that. I've went like, I always say that they're, they're like the dark dungeons and it's like, the dark times in your life are the dark dungeons and that's where all the good loot hides. But the trick is you got to make it back, you know? So I've come back with that experience and that, that magical items and armor and shit. It's so funny that you like describe things in like sort of like D and D esque too. And it's like, that's that's totally how I describe stuff. It's like that. It's a language that makes sense to me, man. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's like, that's the, that's the format. That's the way I talk, but also that's, um, so uh, Joseph Campbell has this like, archetypal like story circle where like oh, every he, yeah is he the guy that did the the hero's journey is that yeah he's yeah. the hero's journey guy so like i started learning this stuff and i'm like okay so everything 
had every religion, every, you know, tribes, folklore story, every movie like Star Wars or whatever, you know, Bambi. It has this same thing. And it's like, why do all these things have the same thing? And it, it's like an instinctual thing for human beings. It's like we see stories in this way or we see, you know, revelations where it's like, okay, something bad happens and then it, it gets worse. And then you, you realize you have to go do this thing and then you start to get some success and then something bad happens. And then you have to go to the dragon and then the dragon's holding the thing. And it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, you got to get the treasure, but then you got to go back. That's the last part of the story circle where it's like, okay, well then you got to go back. You got to bring it back to the town that you came from. And uh, the last thing is like, okay, you return to where you started from having changed is the thing. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a physical place. I don't have to go back to Conroe, Texas having changed, but I go back to, you know, the same kind of like mindset and where I started. I'm like, Oh, I've been here before, but now it's like, it's way more roomy. There's not as much like weird little demons over there. that are telling me like, there's not as much dust bunnies over here. It's nice over here now. For sure. Man. And, and, I think you, it just goes in cycles like that forever. Yeah. Dude, that's, I think that's it's, an awesome thing. It's crazy too, because like, I know I keep bringing it up, but it's like the, al the alchemical process is actually, it's like that you can overlay the same, the process over the hero's journey. And it's the same, it's okay. the same type of cycle. So it's like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just really excited for you to like read about alchemy, but now I'm, I'm doing yeah, that thing. I'm like, dude, alchemy is so cool. You don't even know. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be, it, it'll be an easy thing where I'm like, I can look into it. And I'm like, oh man, this lines up with everything I already know. I could basically just, you know, I need to learn a couple alchemy words and then just, I could say the same shit with the alchemy words. And I'm like, alchemist figured out. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's been yeah, like it's, such a source of like inspiration and stuff. Like, um, so what, so now that you have like unknowingly figured out the secrets of alchemy, uh, like how, what is what are your views like spiritually? What do you what do you think this existence is? I think and this is probably the most boring answer, but um, I think try at least for me trying to define it like limits it, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm now open to everything. Where I'm like I've learned a ton about Christianity, which was this is a funny thing. I started learning about Christianity so that I would have like a rebuttal against like my Christian, <laughs> you know, family. Like if they said anything, I'd be like, I, I can recite all these things and I know all this, I know more than you do. I know it like, cause they're, they're loose Christians, you know, sure. but like they still are kind of like harsh on, on their beliefs. And then I was like, okay, well I'm picking apart Christianity. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, well there's like a lot of useful stuff in here. And there's, some of these stories are, are really good and the overall thing, of course there's some stuff that has not aged that well, but mm -hmm. I like to look at it the same way that I look at, you know, the Lord of the Rings or what, it's like it's a story mm -hmm. and you can pull all these different things from the story and I don't think you should, I don't think you should live your whole life by Lord of the Rings, but I don't think also because you didn't like the ending or whatever, you should damn it to hell forever. I'm like, dude, just take some stuff. If you don't like the other stuff, it's all good. It's just part of a story and you're just trying to figure it out. So I'm like taking these things from Christianity uh, that I learned out of spite, which turned into like actual, you know, 
wanting of knowledge. And then I'm like, I'm just looking it up because I'm like, whoa, this is some cool shit. And uh, same thing with like every other religion. Um, I, I, I'm really excited about all of it and even things that are not religions and just like cool space shit and cosmic horrors and folklore weirdness. I'm like, I take a little bit of everything. And also after learning more about the hero's journey, you can apply the same thing that religions have to think to fiction. Wait, is fic- fiction's the not real one? Yeah. <laughs> so the, I always get those confused. I always have to like say it. <laughs> you can put those same things into things that aren't real and kind of make your own little like play religion out of it. And you're like, oh yeah, well these are the these are the gods, these are the demons, but the demon you need the demons because they're they're gonna help you appreciate the gods and here's the people that walk you to the path and you could just play around with all these different ideas. So I don't really have like a, I, I don't say I'm an anything, like I'm not a I'm not any kind of ist, but uh I'm just open to it all. Yeah. I think that's awesome, man. That's that's exactly why I started like irreverentism. Is I I was like, man, like what could I even like define myself as? Because like I I believe like like I pick from Satanism, I pick from Christianity, I pick from like Buddhism, like everything. Like I compile it into this like because I believe that all of these theologies they're they're a running catalog of like it's all one story that was told in different places throughout different periods yeah. of time. So it's like you start putting those all those stories together, and then you start to see how it runs parallel. You got like gods that are like Zeus, uh, that is, is like pretty much synonymous with like Odin. You know, they have the same characteristics, yeah. and th- those two are synonymous with uh, the Yoruban god Shango from like Africa. So it's like you got all of this like overlap from these things, and it's like so I actually believe too that like bring that into like Greek mythology and there's like the Titans and stuff. And I actually believe that the Titans are, um, the, El- uh, the Eldritch, uh, the elder ones from Lovecraft. Oh yeah. So, dude. so like, I, I believe that we as humans, we channel into story to the consciousness informs creation. Like we're telling ourselves hints at this reality and the things in it by the stories we tell ourselves. Definitely. Yeah. Like we know that we know this thing, but we don't know how to say that we know it. So we just make these cool, weird stories that sometimes come as like a romantic comedy or sometimes (laughs) they're like a giant demon coming out of like hell. And then he, you know, whatever. It's like we're, we're just reciting it through these stories, sometimes not even knowing the whole message that we're putting across. But it's kind of the same thing where you look at it and you're like, oh, I've been thinking this or I've been saying this, but I didn't know that that's what it was, you Mm -hmm. know? Does that make sense? Yeah, like look at, I mean, Star Wars. Like why does that resonate so fiercely with so many people? And it's yeah. because, and it's a story about the the light and the dark force, otherwise the yin and the yang that are like driving yeah. forth. Neither one is like good or evil. They're just they drive each other. And then you have these like galactic empires and and things that are like ruling different planets and stuff. And it's because like that's what's really happening, man. That that stuff is going on. And yeah. it's like we're just in our level of civilization right now. We're like not ready for the truth. <laughs> we're getting there. We have yeah. to, I think we have to do, like. We have to develop like technologically and societally until we can like handle that. But I have this theory that like space travel is is accomplished through the like the realm of spirit. So that's why we don't see like alien spaceships and shit is because yeah. like I think that the pyramids used to be like possibly like tel- like soul tele- conscious teleportation devices. Yeah. 
and yeah. something happened and now we're a planet that's like offline. So the only way to like incarnate on this planet at this point in space time is through the old fashioned way, which is like through a vagina. So it's like, so we're that's infinite true. cosmic minds that are like incarnating into meat suits that, yeah. and like as artists, we're like, we're probably coming from like all over the galaxy to try to like raise the consciousness of this planet and show you guys like, look, dude, like you can create this, you can do this. Look at this music. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Like it's like magic. Like we're trying to show people magic to like lift yeah. up consciousness. Dude, I'm all about that, uh, that idea. I love, I love the, we're offline. We got the the vagina dial up to the rest of the universe. We're trying to, vagina dial up. We're trying to get on the, the same wavelengths. We're, here. we're trying to Dropbox our souls over there, but our internet's not fast enough, man. We got to get it up there, dude. But yeah, why do you think computers work the way they do? That's another thing is that we at computers and technology we've built scale models and replicas of how the nature of the reality works. Because if you start likening like computer code and internet and all of these things into like the way the human and mind works you see so many similarities similarities yeah because it's a simulation <laughs> dude yeah i mean that's that's i i also went through a, a technology and scientists phase where i'm like i'm reading about all this stuff like so much to where i got a little weird for a while where it's like <laughs> i'm reading too much which in hindsight like i didn't retain so much of it i think i was just like force feeding myself all this knowledge and uh, that was one of the things was like, oh, simulation theory and like all these different things. It's like, oh, w what makes our world any different from if we make a world online, which we could totally do. And how do we know that we're the real one? And does it matter if we're the real one? And uh, all these different questions where I'm like, OK, well, at the same time, it doesn't matter at all, which makes it super sick to just do things and and which makes it matter you know so it's like yep. dude it, i, I say of, like i say uh, that everything matters absolutely and nothing yet nothing matters at all it's like it's the paradox of yeah. this reality it's like the story that we found ourselves in is so very real it is the only thing we're experiencing right now but actually on the grand universal scale it's like it doesn't matter because it's like the the, it, the universe is infinite and limitless yeah, it's like the Men in Black where he opens up the locker into the like in the little guy's universe, and they're like, "Oh shit, what's up?" <laughs> and then he like throws a marble to them, and then the marble's a whole other galaxy. And then it's like, "Well, like, does it? Do those people in the locker? Do they matter? Because it's <laughs> it's the smallest thing, but for them, it's like, yeah, it totally matters. If if he gets a flat tire on the way home, totally matters to him. You know, it's, it, so it's right? real. Yeah, but." Does it matter in the grand scheme? I don't know. I think that, uh, so I have a theory too that there's like, there's a version of our mind that is like outside of space time that you can think of that's like the ultimate version of us, you know? Um, but we incarnate into a, a point in uh, space time. And uh, shit, I totally forgot my point that I was going with that. Um, <laughs> fucking A. Yeah, there was something there. Space time. Yeah, well, I think our physical bodies is what anchors us into space-time. Oh, right, that's the point, is that uh, so all the dimensions above us, and this is like science, you know, there are actual dimensions above yeah. us and that we can't even fathom. Like, how do you imagine, like, seeing something that is fourth-dimensional, you know, when we're, like, yeah. three yeah, years? Like, yeah, So, and that, that goes all the way up to, like, the ninth or something like that. Um, but I think this realm of matter is a realm of limitation 
so that we a realm of limitation and experimentation so you can't have experiments and you can't test the the wit and the grit of your mind that you like we've we collect I, okay let me slow down cuz i just get excited about this stuff <laughs> so i believe that we reincarnate right like we're this infinite mind that keeps reincarnating in bodies and keeps like collecting experience that builds a greater like higher self an ultimate mind yeah. Uh, and then, but what is the point of having all that knowledge and, and stuff if you can't go into a realm that has limitations to actually try out your mind and try out the, the knowledge and see how you turn it into wisdom by putting it into action? So we need things yeah. like gravity and like, like skin and like eating and all like we need these limitations so that we can like see how we handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah, like I'm plug it into a video game, you know? Definitely. I, I started getting kind of like all those same ideas and I was learning all about these different things and it, it made me like for a little bit like kind of pessimistic where I'm like, oh, well, I guess it, nothing, it doesn't matter if I, why am I stressing or why am I working this hard at this thing? And then I had a second revelation where I'm like, boy, it doesn't matter. So that makes it cooler. Like, so why not do this shit? You know, uh -huh. like it's, you can, take it either way and uh i think strategically it's better for you if you take it the positive way right <laughs> yeah. um, and just get make it make you stoked about everything for all we know we could be like we could all just be one person's brain you know like our whole universe could just be like fred's brain mm -hmm. and fred's like walking around and just like shitting his pants and we're, like, <laughs> trying to figure it out and I'm like drawing this wizard and I'm like, I hope, I hope this helps the collective. And I don't know what it is, but then Fred's like, oh man, maybe I'll, maybe I'll play Magic the Gathering tonight. And that's like, that was my wizard drawing. It's like, so it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it makes anything matter more or less, but it's fun to play around with and, uh, and get weird and, and bounce ideas off the wall. Yeah, and it, it's a nice, like, I, I think that people need to unplug from this reality a little bit. Like, everybody's yeah. so plugged in and, like, shit sucks. Like, it does. But it's like, yeah. you know, if once you realize that there's something more to all this, then it's like, wow, dude, like, maybe things aren't so shitty. Maybe, like, maybe that we can actually, like, change this this reality, you know? Like... Yeah. When you're stuck in matter and you think that, oh, we just live and we die and that's it. Now you get one life. It's like, what's the point of that? Like, what would what would the point of having one singular lifetime be? You know, like when the yeah. universe is like infinitely old and it's like, oh, yeah, you get 80 years of self-awareness and then that you're just <laughs> yeah. a bloop, you're gone. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I've also been thinking about because everything's so weird right now and like fucked up and or at least we're being made aware that things have been fucked up you know mm -hmm. and um i've had the same thought where i'm like this stuff is terrible and i i can't I, i'm so bummed that this is out there right now and that you know this is what's taking everybody's attention which it should be you know like it's actually awesome that it's taking the attention sucks that it exists mm -hmm. but the fact that we're all focusing on this stuff right now is a sign in it of itself that like, okay, well we're growing because this stuff has been happening and we haven't been paying attention to it. And so even though there's 
a ton of terrible shit going on. You can like get on the internet any day and get bummed out so quickly. There's also good in it because this stuff has been happening forever. We haven't been getting bummed out because we haven't been seeing it and we haven't been addressing it. So I think this maybe is kind of our collective version of like, you know, either like cutting ties with a relationship or leaving a town where you're like, this is going to fucking suck to go through this. But, you know, once we're way through this, we're going to look back and be like, fuck, I'm so glad we went through that and we're better now. So I, I like to think of it like that. I like that, uh, that kind of step-by-step -step growth process. I like to think that it happens in all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. And I'm too sensitive to let, the negative like eat at me like i will just be useless which i have been a couple times during this where i like i wake up and i see news and i'm like fuck man i can't i can't look at it because it affects me too much but also not looking at it i know that i, I feel shitty for just ignoring this stuff mm -hmm. so it, it's that's kind of been a thing too um and i think you just have to rip the band-aid off and accept that everything's not always going to be awesome, but can you find any sliver of hope or positivity or unity, which I for sure found like going to a couple of the protests out here and was like, this is fucking awesome. Like sure. The reason we're all here sucks, but us being here right now is fucking awesome. Like look at all these people showed up for this, like one awesome shared idea Absolutely. and to make things better, you know? So I try to look at it like that, and that's been my my current state for the last couple months is trying to juggle like, okay, well, there's there's all this bad shit, but what can I do to help or even try to like look at it a little bit more positively? Because I think what you say to other people right now is a big deal, and even if you're like, even if I wake up and I go to my roommates and I'm like, Oh, good morning. How's it going? Oh, did you see the news? That's going to be a big difference if I wake up and I'm like, I stay in my room for a little bit and I see the news and then I have that thought and then I'm like, okay, what can I do with this? And then I'm like, okay, well, can I, can I turn this into any positive? And then I go out and I'm like, what's up motherfuckers? Like, good morning. What are we doing? What, what can we do today? What are you up to? You got plans? Let's make some shit. And then I do that. And then you know, that's just going to start the dynamic better. And then maybe that'll make my roommate's day a little better. And then maybe my roommate will go somewhere and make somebody else's day a little bit better. And it kind of just goes out, but it's really easy to feel helpless. And it's, I think even if you, it's okay to feel like that, but still try to be aware of what you put out because it's going to just kind of fester or grow no matter what it is. So I try to put relatively the most positive things I can out. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's an important uh, balance of, you know, acknowledging what's happening because the denial and the, the apathy towards the situation is what has allowed it to be what it is today. So I yeah. think it's important that we're engaged and we, we use our voice and we speak up and we support the movement and we support change um, but also like sometimes you have to, you gotta, you gotta keep your sanity. So you also have to do balance things of like, 
whether you're, you know, your creative life and other things, like you gotta, we all have to balance this out so that we stay, because if we all like, we could, we could easily all get enveloped by how just dark it is, you know, but we always have to make sure that we're, we keep shining the light through this dark. Yeah. I, I think, um, another huge thing that helps me with that is I'm a big fan of comedy and I, I follow a ton of comedians and I'm like, I'm so in awe at their ability to um, take shitty situations and turn it into laughter, but like in a smart way. You like it's it's almost like magic a trick. It's, it's where totally it's like, transmuting oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like how do you? Okay, so you're turning like this sadness into like pure joy, like happiness. It's making everyone feel better. It's literally helping some people get not sick because when you're laughing, you're, you know, it's, it's good for your health to laugh and it relieves stress. And it's like, it, it's weird voodoo stuff, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of comedy. And so I try to also put in like, okay, well, is there anything, is there any funny take on this? Obviously that's like not going to harm anybody else or like put it out there. But like, there's so many things where it's like, okay, well this is kind of humorous like this take on it, or you see a funny meme that you can uh, kind of makes a point of unity between you and another person. You're like, Oh yeah, this is a fucking, this is a funny thing, Mm -hmm. even though the base of it is terrible, but like this brings us a little bit of joy. And I'm, I want to be able to do that. I'm going to do stand up one day. Dude, I'm gonna have I, one set. dude, do you want to? Uh, dude, I want to do stand up too. Do you want to do like? Do you want to do dude. like stand up together? Like we'll do like let's, a first open mic night or something. Let's do it, man. Okay, let's go to an open mic night. Let's, let's get a set together. I, dude, I'm so down. Let's do it. That would be sick. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, I guess whenever like comedy clubs reopen again, you know, but <laughs> we'll scare them all back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I've been thinking about uh, doing. I was like. I kind of, some of my episodes of my podcast are sort of, I guess, stand-up-esque. I just talk into the mic and, and hope that it's funny. Um, I make, yeah. like, silly, stupid songs and stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it's weird that I didn't expect memes to be such an important cultural um, thing. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. I've seen so many, like, I actually, before all this bad shit started happening, I didn't even really like memes. And then when, like, the pandemic started happening and stuff, I was like, reading memes and i was like i mean that's like that's fucked up but that's that's funny like it's making me laugh about this like shit and it's like fucked up but it's like i think they're really important (laughs) dude they they definitely are and i think it's where like future generations or or aliens or whatever are gonna find these (laughs) things and be like what the fuck are these (laughs) but like they're they're pretty important for it's still like and it's, it's goofy and nerdy to like look at them this way, but it's what they are is like, they're a really, some of them, a clever way to communicate an idea. Cause also making somebody laugh at something is a, I think maybe the best way to change their mind on something. I think if you can make them laugh about something about themselves or that they believe in, it's done it to me before where I'm like, I thought about I thought that I believed something or I thought I was right about something and I hear a joke about it or I read something about it. I'm like, fuck that. That's pretty funny. That, that's, you know, <laughs> I have to accept it because yeah. it made me laugh. And I'm like, so I know there's some truth in it. 
And I, I think that's important. I think it's kind of looked at as like, oh, it's just some extra like entertainment kind of stuff. But I think there's some real magic in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, a lot of the stand up that I'm writing and stuff, it's all like really like deep, dark, embarrassing secret type shit. And it's just yeah. like, like I'm just a fucking weirdo and I know I'm not the only one kind of jokes. And it's like, I just like joke yeah. about myself because I, I think it's important that like we kind of open up a little bit too, because I think society as a whole, like doesn't really realize that everybody else is really fucking weird. So it makes you feel yeah. like alone and isolated and things. But then when you realize, Oh, they're, they're weird too. Okay. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not weird. Like, that's just the thing, I guess, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's a huge point. And a lot of the people that I've gotten really invested in, um, as far as other artists or writers or whatever, are people that have put so much out there about themselves that I could learn about. And I'm like, well, I really can understand this person. It makes me feel less alone because they're having these experiences that I'm having that I wouldn't have told anybody else about. But because they're telling me now, it seems a little bit more normal and like, oh, this other person's saying the same thing. Maybe because all these people are saying it, maybe I can tell my friend this experience because it seems like more people are having it than just me. And I tell my friend and he's like, oh, yeah, that's, that happens all the time. Or whatever, <laughs> he's like, you, know. you do that too. Oh, my God. I'm glad. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's and like then, oh, connection. You just live like this. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to try some of that out, too. Yeah. I, I think it's great, man. I, this has been, this has been a really rad talk. Um, yeah. I, what, how long have we been going? This has flown by, uh, um, an hour and 27 minutes. Nice. I don't, I, I know you said you just kind of like wing it and it snowballs. I, I hope I didn't like roll us off any, oh, you know, dude, no, questions. you put like you all the right, it, like that's why I call it spewtron. Cause it's just, we're just like spewing man. And it's like, you spewed in all the right places. Like okay, I, cool. I, I love how your brain works. Uh, nice. Like, I ditto man. Nice. And I'm also really stoked uh, to, this is even another like full circle art moment where I'm like, Oh dude, even if I told myself, the guy who like made a Twitter to uh, I'm sure if I like went back on my old Twitter, I could find my like votes for it. Cause that's how that they did it that year. I don't yeah. know if they do it like, every year. Yeah. It was but, just uh, that one year. Cause it was a nightmare and they decided not okay. to do it again, but yeah. And another weird thing is that that season was you and uh, Dina, mm-hmm. I believe her name is. And a couple years ago, she reached out to me and commissioned me for a painting and I was like, whoa, this is super sick. <laughs> nice. And I, it's super, It's weird how like so many things are coming full circle. And I'm like, I'm slowly becoming surrounded by all these people that I, I look up to and they're doing all these awesome things. And that was the whole goal of, I, I think more than even like making a living doing art, my goal is to be surrounded by people that are doing awesome stuff and giving off like positive energy and, and kind of bouncing that back and forth. I think that's the most important thing. I think more than me, like spending shitloads of time figuring, like getting technically better at art, which I'm still not technically great <laughs> at, um, is all the people that I reached out to that, that gallery guy and my, screen printers in Houston and my friend that I moved out here with and tons of this, the guy who got me in the studio, like that all came because, and I'm, I've always been a naturally introverted person, 
but I realized that I was going to have to learn some, some new skills and be open to like putting myself out there and talking to these other artists. If I wanted to, you know, be friends with them, they're not going to come to me (laughs) if I'm like, you know, I'm just like over here in the corner, like not putting myself out there at all. I got to take a chance. And I've reached out to like tons of people that never said anything back. And it's still like, well, they probably just didn't see it or I'm a weird, it's all good either way. But like, put your, if anybody's out there listening and wondering some great art tips, I think it has nothing to do with art. Well, I shouldn't say that. It has stuff to do with art. But, but dude, reach out to other people that you look up to, even to just say like, hey, what's up? Your stuff is awesome. Mm-hmm. Or go out and you know find a gallery or find a group, start a drink and draw or a, you know, a bagel and draw, whatever, like Mm -hmm. put yourself out there and surround yourself with other creative people. I think that's the most important thing. And it's just awesome. You know, like who doesn't want to be around a bunch of weirdos coming up with cool ideas, like the fucking pyramids are a a teleportation (laughs) of you know like absolutely ideas you know (laughs) dude yeah and you know and on top of that too it's like believe in the magic of what you project like for instance like you know you somehow i found you you know and you're just like rocking and rolling you're putting your vibe out there you're putting your art out there somehow i saw it and i had no idea that you like started a twitter account to like help support me you know it's like i found you and now we're like having this awesome conversation and this like beautiful moment of connection and like I totally like want to hang out with you after this. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Am I being too forward? No. <laughs> you said you're in LA. Yeah. Oh, dude. So we're hanging. Absolutely. We're going to write our comedy set. Dude. Absolutely. And I do. Did I hear you say it mentioned magic? The gathering. Do you play magic? The gathering. Dude, do you play Magic the we Gathering? We fucking throw down on magic. The gathering. Me and oh, Randy play. Man. Like, yeah. All the, we're huge nerds. I played today with my roommate. Hell yeah, dude. Well, and there's that. And then it was like, I don't, I'm assuming you like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, okay. but I, I play, I didn't learn the, uh, the right way, like the classic oh, dude. way. Dude, I don't even, I, I'm just out about playing a, uh, like telling an awesome story and having a good time. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Okay. I don't know That's half the cool. fucking rules. I know that you like roll dice and add numbers to it. There you go. Cool. There we, okay. <laughs> it's perfect. Cause I've had one dungeon master that was like such a stickler oh, about, I can't play with I people like that. Do something, And he was like, well, you, you need to take three more steps forward technically before you, you're like, you know, I want to just take three steps forward and do the thing. Uh, Dude, back to uh, things going full circle. When is this going to come out, by the way? Uh, I could put it out. Uh, probably, I'll probably put it out tomorrow. Okay. Actually, I, I right after I asked, I was like, it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. But a really cool, um, actually, I can't say it yet. I'll tell you after this, but okay. you're going to be stoked. All right. Uh, I, I got a very cool full circle art project coming that that I can't wait about. But yeah, dude, definitely. We got to hang. That was the whole goal of coming out here of like, okay, I want to be surrounded by artists because it's going to be, I basically wanted to normalize the life that I I thought I could have where I'm like, okay, it's, it's abnormal. Even if I'm doing all the right things in this small town and I'm working my ass off and doing all art stuff, if I'm surrounded by, people that aren't doing that, they're going to be like, you're killing it. And 
I'll be like, okay, well then I can hang out and slack off a little bit more. But if I'm around a bunch of other people that are doing the same thing, then if I slack off a little, I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh my God, they're killing it. I got to step it up. Like I want to be able to be worthy of hanging out with this amazing group of people. And um, since moving into this studio, we've had like tons of artist friends come by and hang out. And a couple have moved in, um, got this amazing artist down the hall. And then um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Alex Pardee. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he just moved a couple doors down. Oh, right And on. he was like one of another one of my like early art heroes. Like <laughs> he awesome. was the guy who I was like, oh, that's I didn't know you could make a living making weird artwork until I knew of his work. And uh, I met him a few years ago, randomly at a after party uh, at Decon, actually. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, do I want to? Do I want to say something to him?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, just wanted to say like, thanks, you're a huge inspiration, whatever." And it kind of like was a slow back and forth. And then when I moved out here, um, we had exchanged numbers, and he texted me and was like, "Hey, uh, the studio you're at looks really cool. I follow multiple artists that are in that building." do you think there's like, they have any empty things? And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> he's asking me for like, if I could do it, I'm like, of course, dude. Like, <laughs> and, and now it's so weird that all these things are like falling into place in this really weird, like cosmic puzzle where it's like, dude, I, I would not have believed this. If you told, you know, 15 year old me that Alex party would be like, texting me and asking me for these things and it would just be normal to like go down the hall and be like what are you working on what are you working on and uh and so we slowly built this like studio full of like different artists and every friend that comes here we're like you want to get a studio here like we're trying to make a commune That's of amazing. like creative people and uh and it's really awesome to start seeing things come together because then it it reassures you that like you can really change almost anything you want if you just put a ton of work and like really I think you have to mix the practical and the spiritual I, I like what you said about spiritual is practical I think you said that mm -hmm. spiritual is practical and and use both of those things in the right you know put yourself out there spiritually and then do the practical work that it takes to you know round it up and execute it mm -hmm. and it, it's super cool and uh yeah well and also the work to uh like mentally be prepared to be on it you know you like purging those traumas and like keeping yourself on task and like sourcing that stuff and self-awareness definitely i i love this this uh thing i heard from i can't remember where i heard it, it was a podcast or a book or whatever about um becoming a professional artist and it was like you're you're not gonna oh it was this, i gotta give credit it's this dude ghost shrimp he's a fucking awesome dude illustrator he created the world for adventure time and a bunch of other amazing places nice uh he was saying like you can't become a professional artist if you're not already a professional artist like basically like he's like if you don't have jobs coming in and you're waking up at 1 p.m. and you you're just gonna go out and like fuck off and do whatever like while you're waiting for the opportunities to come they're not gonna come you have to be 
you have to be at the job before you get the job, you know, like you have to be prepared and even whether you have a job or not, wake up early in the morning and, or you don't have to wake up early, but you know, whatever, do, do whatever's good for you. And knowing that you're doing the job before you even have it, you got to give yourself the job. Yeah. You got to, you got to go to the fucking art show and sell shit out front, man. (laughs) Even if you don't get in, you got to go. That's probably not good advice. in retrospect. But yeah. Oh, man. Well, to everybody that's uh, listened to this episode, I mean, listen to it, listen to it again. He gave you lots of amazing nuggets uh, on how to succeed and how to um, navigate not only art, but like life, man. So, dude. They go go hand in hand, my friend. They absolutely do. And once you recognize that correlation, then your, your whole life changes, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked. I hope, I hope more people, I think this is the, this is the thing. I think more people start figuring this stuff out and, uh, it could change a lot of stuff. Absolutely. It's, you know, everybody's we're, we're a giant cosmic puzzle and everybody's just got to find their place. And when, once everybody finds their place, then that's how we radically change humanity is the individual finding their place. I have a question for you. Yeah. What happens after everybody gets their thing perfect? Do we do we just get hit by a meteor and explode or do we all transcend or do we realize that we're Fred and then Fred like gets a job promotion? <laughs> so, so I think my theory is that uh, we we knew this at one point on Earth. Uh, that's when like the pyramids were up and running. Uh, shit was like good. That was the golden era because, uh, they, they go through, um, in the yugas, like the Kali yuga and there's four phases of time. And one of yeah. them is the golden era. And then inevitably, like how long can things be perfect? Yeah. Because that's my thing with like, everybody's like trying to chase heaven. But like, if I got to go to heaven, the way it's laid out in the Christian Bible, and then I was just... In, in a place of like eternal perfection, I would lose my shit. Yeah, yeah, I need chaos. Like I am a, a like a chaotic being at the core and I need the chaos. And that's why like chaos and demonic forces are important is to offset the, the balance because true perfect harmony, perfect balance is stagnant. If you've got both sides of the scale, it doesn't move. Yeah. So you need dynamic balance, which is like falling to one side, but then writing itself. And that drives movement. So I don't think that the idea is ever to be perfect. I think that there may be like, as you call them, Fred, I call it source is the, the, like the all is mine. So we are in this cosmic mind. And I think that that mind is like, maybe that's perfection, but I think that this, everything is perfectly imperfect. Nice. Okay. So we're always perfect and we're, we're at the same time. Still yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, and I think it's just uh, it's it's what's it's the never-ending story, man. We're just like yeah. every planet is a new chance to tell a new story. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm super into it. <laughs> right on, man. So, where can uh, people find you online, and where can they see uh, your work? Instagram, Wizard of Barge, B A R G E, right? Yep, B A R G E, and that's pretty much everything. I don't. I don't have too much other stuff out there. I have my store and whatever. Any other stuff you can find through my Instagram. Okay, that's where I'm hanging out daily. Right on, man. Well, dude, this has been like such a wonderful, refreshing, and enlightening conversation. 
Yeah, man. Likewise. I'm, I'm stoked on this. It's got me feeling good. Me too, man. And I'll definitely, I'll have you back. And because like, I feel like we could do a whole nother like two hours more. Like, <laughs> I can't even remember half the stuff that, uh, that I, I talked about already. And I'm like, I'm sure we probably missed some stuff, glossed over some stuff. I can't remember, but I'm all about it anytime, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, thanks so much, man. Yeah, dude. Do we do a, is there any outro or anything? Uh, give us your best outro. Okay. Um, give me, give me a, either a, a beat or like some kind of like melody or something. We'll give us a. Okay. Uh... Oh, oh, yeah. Sig neutron. Sig neutron neutron. Yeah, it's Sig neutron neutron. We're going to get our two on. Sig neutron neutron. Here we go. <laughs> Love it, dude. <laughs> so if you guys want to check out uh, things, yeah, definitely check out Wizard of Barge. Buy all of the Wizard of Barge shirts and wonderful things because they're amazing. Uh, and if you want to check out any more of my stuff, I'm at Sig Neutron on Instagram and Twitter. Also, I started a Facebook group for irreverentists or just people that are interested in discussing philosophy, politics, whatever. It's called The Anomalous Society on Facebook. Uh, the Anomalous Society Irreverentism. So come join us there and uh, get your discussion on. I think, like, if we start really, you know, there's a decent amount of people in there, but then not a whole lot of chatter gets gets going on. So I'm trying to, like, get that going, and maybe some episode topics will be born from that group. Um, but, yeah, and uh, let's see. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash signeutron. Uh, I've been watching a lot of like black history documentaries uh, live. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch with me. Uh, and then I think I'm going to get back to sculpting some uh, Overwatch characters, actually. I'm going to sculpt my take on some of them, and I'm pretty excited about that. So, yeah. Hope you guys are doing great out there. Uh, to everybody out there protesting, keep up fighting the good fight. And uh, you guys are all seen and you're appreciated. And I really do think that this is the time that we're all going to move into a really great era of humanity. So, later. Oh, uh, wait, what's my outro? Shit. Uh, remember, stay open-minded. No, shit, I totally forget. Uh, and something, something. And remember, if you're not looking, you're not going to find it. Oh, you know what? I also want to mention that I am do putting together an irreverentism film festival that's going to premiere live on Twitch. So get excited. I got a bunch of submissions. They're fantastically weird, philosophical, strange, and deep. And I'm super excited for that. So more details to come on that. But I just wanted to put a little birdie in y'all's ears that know that that's coming down the poop shoot pipeline pretty soon. Be excited.